Welcome to Popyak. It's your pal Momo, and it's time to talk about movies. Today's movie is Baby Driver, directed by Edgar Wright. I love Edgar Wright movies, so when I heard that this was one, I was super excited when it came up on The Wheel. If this is your first time hearing of The Wheel, it's a mythical device we spin to figure out what movie we're watching that day. By we, I mean me and my buddies, when we get together for movie night. The movie starts off hot with a robbery right away. You see the titular clean-shaven baby uh, listening to music in the car. And you have the robbers doing like a payday style heist. You know, your typical heist of like four people and everybody has their job. When I play payday, usually my job is the enforcer. And uh, sometimes also my husband is the enforcer. I wish there was like a getaway driver situation in payday. I know I think that there is one occasionally, but it's like I want to do getaway stuff more often um, like in GTA. So I would love if that was an option so that my husband would have something else to do and so I can do all the enforcing so there's more enforcement for me to do thanks baby driver for making me want something that payday is probably never going to give us no I have not played payday 3 yet um I saw that it had like a sign in to like some different shit that you have to do and I was like no I'll wait until that's not a thing or when the game improves because I heard it wasn't that great anyway let me know if it's like baby driver at all because that'll be cool. Minus Kevin Spacey. Like, I don't need him anymore. Everything else. Please do let me know on Twitter at audio underscore D-E-E or Tumblr at audio D. So, anyway, back to the movie. The The music choices are fantastic. Like, there's lots of songs I've never heard. And I always love to hear new music. That's one of my favorite things to do is I spend most of my days listening to music I've never heard before. And so this was a treat. And then also, we, I noticed that things were happening with the music in the background. Like, sometimes they would do stuff on beat. Or sometimes, like, posters in the background would have the lyrics from the music. And I was like... Because, you know, I was watching this while uh, under the influence, as I, as I tend to do. And I was like, hold on. Am I just, like, am I tweaking? Or is that going with the beat? And my buddy's like, no, that's, that's on purpose. And I was like, sick. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Love that. Then you have um, these incredible characters. Like Each one of these robbers has a unique and fun character. And you don't really get to spend that much time with them. But the time you do spend with them, you get to know their whole shtick. And you like they're a fully formed character. I like music, but I don't like music the way Baby likes music. He likes music so much that he will record you and then remix that shit later like impressive and like these little remixes aren't bad like i wouldn't listen to them i wouldn't sit down they're not dracula flow or anything sometimes you hear something in real life that would be a sick ass drop for a song and you're like damn i didn't record this like the announcement of the death of uh the queen right like you heard that on the radio and you're like that's a sick drop for some like hard drum and bass baby like doesn't just like music he loves music And he uses it to drown out the tinnitus in his ears because he had an accident when he was a kid. We get this backstory told to us by Kevin Spacey while Baby is listening to music. And we find out that Baby's adopted dad is deaf. So, like, he learned sign language and he can read lips. So, he just, he knows what's going on and he's recording everything for posterity anyway. So, you can't get that shit past Baby. Shane from The Walking Dead was like, he ain't even listening to the plan. Or he took out Baby's headphones and Baby repeated the plan like verbatim and perfectly. First of all, you could never tell me that plan and then I remember the whole thing. Like, I'm going to have to have smudged writing on my hands or something, <laughs> which I usually do in Payday, which is why I'm the enforcer. Um, also, because I like shooting the ceiling and making all of the people in the in the bank scream. Don't worry, they're virtual people. They don't 
they don't get hurt when the glass falls on them. They don't take damage. Also, I like schlupping the bags. I like, that's a great time. Did you know that that's a real term, schlupping? But anyway, we go on the mission. And we, oh, we learn that about their, like, secret little group organization where, like, Kevin Spacey never puts the, the same team together twice. And it, except for when he does, and that's a massive mistake. See, you've been doing it this way, and it was fine. It's like when you go to Tim Hortons, and you're like, this coffee doesn't take as, as good as it used to. And it's because they changed the beans. And it was like, you were doing fine with the beans you had. That Nobody asked for this. You shouldn't have changed this. <laughs> Sometimes change is bad. Kevin Spacey learns that firsthand. So Baby goes to a diner, which is like, you know, the most American place you can go, right? There must be some symbolism in that, but I'm not, uh, I haven't done any research into the symbolism of a diner in a film, because I've seen so many films with diners recently, it's just like, it must be movie shorthand for something. If you know what it is, remember, my handles are, uh, I set them up top, and they should be in the doobly-doo. Send me an answer. So Baby meets a girl at a diner, and he falls in love instantly because she's singing, and he's like, oh, her voice sounds so great. I love music. I love music so much that just because this girl's voice sounds good, I'm smitten. And then they start talking about music, and he's like, oh my gosh, she knows about music. Oh, I'll be still my heart. It's kind of like when, you know, your typical nerdy guy meets a nerdy girl for the first time, uh, the coveted nerdy girl, right? And she's like, oh man, I like anime too. And he's like, you do? What kind? And she's like, I love Inuyasha. And he's like, oh my god, she's perfect right it's that kind of you know shallow little cute puppy love crush type of thing because we share the same interests you know and she's pretty and she sings nice and i bet he gets a little reminder of mom when he hears her voice which is its own thing but you know we're not gonna dissect that i mean his name is baby so we get introduced to the new crew which includes jd who is a hunk and just the best i love him and then there's bats who i don't love so much he's played by jamie fox who does a great job as usual jamie fox honestly this was what he was meant to do like i know he was he called himself a comedian but he wasn't really funny like when he did comedy he knows how to deliver a joke and he knows about comedic timing and stuff but i never found his material to be that hilarious but he's a fantastic actor. Every time he's in a role, I'm like excited because I'm like, oh shit, Jamie Foxx is going to do something cool. This man knows how to get into his role. Like even in The Amazing Spider-Man, he became Electro. As dumb as that was, he did a great job with it. But here he's playing Bats, who's like this sociopathic motherfucker who is the worst in every way. And every time he says something, you want to just punch him. You want to be like, Bats, shut the fuck up. Why are you like this? And he continues to get worse. However, there are there is a couple we meet later that is actually nice, especially to Baby. And Baby makes a kindred spirit and a friend. But we're not there yet. We're here with JD, uh, who is my favorite and then uh, there's another guy, like, his name is, like, Jimmy No-Nos or something. There's him, too. You know, shrug emoji. Bats and JD, and that's honestly all you need. It, he just kind of fills out the team because they need four people. Like It's kind of like when you and your boys are playing Payday online, and you're like, ah, oh, there's only three of us. Let's get a rando online. And then, you know, he's he's just there. So they go on the next mission. And Bats, because he's Bats, shoots a guard because he can't help himself. He loves blood. He thinks it's great. They get away. Also, they're wearing, like, Michael Myers masks because of an amazing joke they meant to get mike myers masks you know michael myers and he was like mike myers i got the mike myers mask and it's austin powers and that's that's cute and i enjoyed it um so they're (laughs) they're doing this very 
serious shit like robbing a bank and shooting a guard and getting away and running from, uh, as I like to call him, good guy with a gun uh, who chases them down in his F4 F-150. <laughs> Love good guy with a gun. He's an idiot, though. He should not have gotten in, mixed up in this. And he unfortunately pays the price for it. So my boy JD, because he's a himbo and he's he tries his very best, drops his shotgun. And obviously that's bad because, you know, prints and like serial numbers and that's not great. So he has to go and he gets uh, taken care of, unfortunately, by getting put in a car that then gets taken to a junkyard and crushed. Probably turned into one of those cute little cubes. Do they still make those cute little cubes when they compact the car? Those are great. I'm sure like you can like, do something with that, right? Like, make it a new building material. Imagine having a house, right, made of car cube. The three R's, right? Like, reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce it to the size of a cube. Reuse it as a brick. It has been recycled. You know how it is. You try to get out of the game, but they pull you back in. Typical mobster shit. And because Kevin Spacey is so blinded by the balls on this kid... He's like, please be my driver again. Please, 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 please. And Baby's like, nah. And he's like, okay, then I might I might do something you're not going to like. You maybe do something to that cute little girl that sings music that makes your heart go doki-doki. And he's like, fuck, I'll do it, buddy. Come on, come on, I'll do it. So he meets these people who, like I said before, this couple, I want to call them Pumpkin and Honey Bunny, but that's not their names. Uh, they are also a crime couple who are uh, very sweet and, and are very nice to... Um, baby i love how this movie goes on and his like relationship with baby totally flips on its head right the the things we do for love right like courage the cowardly dog is the moral of the story here the best thing about this movie is the comedy honestly there's a lot of really funny moments and you wouldn't think that there would be like the mike myers moment was hilarious and then you had another funny moment where baby gets sent to a bank to scope it out with doc's nephew and doc's nephew is like a criminal savant of course he is right like his uncle is teaching him the ways he's probably going to be next in the family business because a guy like doc doesn't have kids of his own he's too busy being a criminal mastermind he has you know organizations to run have let somebody else have and raise the children he'll just just take him on the weekends and teach him the ways of the world one day simba all this will be yours and then he tells him about how the fucking impala eat the grass and then we eat the impala and then when we die we become the grass and so that so he delivers this information to baby who then goes back to the car and delivers that information to doc baby's whole thing is he has like high morals he doesn't want anybody to die and that's really good of him. He's a he's a criminal with a heart of gold. He also has like a fantasy of leaving with with Deborah in a black and white fifties style situation, and that's probably just like the American dream, right? Like he he wants the, a nuclear life. He wants a normal, regular old life, not doing this shit for a living. He wants to live happily ever after with a white picket fence and uh, two point five children. And that's probably what the diner represents as well, right? Like, Americana. Pumpkin and Baby bond over music, right? Like, they, they both really like music. And that they both have a song that they play when shit's about to go down. Which, listen, I need to know, what's your song when shit's about to go down that you play? The song that I would play while I uh, buckle down and, like fucked up a place with it might be super beast by rob zombie you know it can change on the day really but that one is the one i have in the chamber like shit's about to go down quick play super beast by rob zombie let's get away from the cops or 
when I have this badass end fight in the rain with my nemesis. So I get it. But they have another comedic scene where they all have to go get weapons. And they get weapons from, like, this dude called the Butcher who names all of his weapons like they're cuts of meat. And he looks like the fucking colonel of KFC fame. So stuff like this is why I love Edgar Wright movies. Like, you get this and then you get the cool, like, you know, uh, cinematography that's in this movie. Like, he films a fucking chase scene like nobody else. Like, these were amazingly shot scenes and the driving is incredible. Like, imagine being a stunt driver for movies. That must be, like, a really awesome career. Like, you put that shit on your resume and be like, I did it, I made it, I'm the coolest motherfucker alive. So they go and get this stuff and it turns out that Bats finds out that, oh, these weapons look like they're from the police and Buddy's like, yeah, stupid, we have crooked cops in our employee. But Bats, because he's impulsive and a maniac, kills everybody and this causes a problem because now they start up a fucking hornet's nest, essentially, and include, and even Doc is in danger here, so the movie gets real chaotic at this point, it goes really fast, and it's really fun, and, you know, even the stakes, and the parts where Baby talks to his adopted dad for the last time, you know, or stuff like that, where he talks to Deborah, little moments, or these moments of, of great tension when they're in the diner, stuff like that, everything happens really quickly, and it kind of speeds to a conclusion, which I liked, I liked the, the pace being, like, it was fast at the beginning, but it's, like, breakneck now, and I really, like, I don't know, I like that about it, my brain is really, uh, has a hard time paying attention to shit, so this movie made sure I paid attention to it, which I appreciate, so things end up going sour for everybody, uh, unfortunately, toward the end of the scenario, thanks, Bats, for, like, starting that fucking ball rolling, they find, uh, Baby's tapes and find out he's just making musical arrangements, even though they thought he may be a spy, Uh, And then we're like, all right, fine, you know, we're going to do this heist. Pretty much everybody turns on Baby, and he has to do this whole thing against his will. So, you know, when it goes tits up, Honey Bunny ends up getting shot and killed. She goes out like a G, by the way. They blame him. Well, uh, Pumpkin does. He gets fucking pissed. And all of the stuff that he knows about Baby, he uses against him, which is some fucking cold shit, considering, like, you think you're a friend of somebody and you know a lot about them, and you just turn that on them, that's, like, the worst thing you can do, that, unless it was nuclear what they did, unless what they did was sacrifice your firstborn child to a volcano, this begins a really badass climax and fight between Buddy and Baby, uh, where lots of shit goes down, I suggest you watch the movie yourself, but I thought all the action here was great and smart too. Like it wasn't stupid. It wasn't just dumb action for the sake of it. There wasn't shaky cam. You could see everything. Everything was shot well and fashionably, if that makes sense. When all is said and done, uh, Baby is the only one left alive. He goes to jail. Deborah waits for him. And when he gets out of jail, she's waiting for him by the car like in his fantasies. And they live happily ever after, I, one would assume. Uh, getting a job with his criminal record might be pretty difficult but I'm pretty sure he could find other jobs if you catch my drift. He'll be okay. He has morals and shit. That's what separates us from the animals. Thanks for listening.